Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today we're going to talk about the dark side of humanity. We're going to talk about the shadow of humanity, which is really up right now. So this ought to be a really interesting podcast. Stay tuned. You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Now, you've probably heard me talk about the shadow before. Our shadow is the part of us that is hidden from our awareness. It's our blind spots and the things we're unable to see as coming from within. We all have a shadow and we have a collective shadow. There are religious shadows, government shadows, race shadows, country shadows, Our individual shadows latch on to the shadow of the collective, and we project hatred onto groups that we perceive as being outside of ourselves. The collective shadow is really coming to a forefront right now with this global pandemic. People are projecting their fears onto each other. People are blaming each other. People are having to be alone with themselves and their partners and children, and this brings the shadow up even further. People can stay home and lash out at others through social media instead of facing what is brewing within. Within is the last place many people want to go. It's scary, uncharted territory. To go within and understand one's own fears and feelings can be daunting and painful because within the unexplored emotions is all that pain one never allowed himself or herself to feel. All that pain has been suppressed through distractions and addictions. During this time of global lockdown, many have decided to take a look at what is brewing within, where many others have amped up the addictions to keep the inner demons down. This is having some pretty extreme consequences in the world right now. As each one of us confronts our own shadow, we also confront the collective shadow. As we become aware of what's going on within us, we contribute this awareness to a growing global awareness. I'm not talking so much about global awareness of what's going on in the world, the political agendas and such. I'm talking about our inner reality. The part of us we don't spend much time with, if any. We as humans have become very disconnected from ourselves, from nature, and from each other. We are creating our current reality from this place of disconnection. The first place we need to reconnect is to ourselves. We have to be willing to go within and find the courage to look at those dark places we have feared to tread. 
Our shadow can be identified by becoming aware of what triggers us, sets us off, and gets us fired up. It can also be identified by other intense emotions. Mostly, it's identified by what we judge is coming from outside of ourselves. For example, let's look at the issue of wearing a mask. Those who choose to wear a mask or who are forced to wear a mask for whatever reason may have judgments about those who are not wearing a mask. Those judgments come directly from one's unexplored shadow. The judgments may say you're wrong, you're bad, you're irresponsible, you're reckless, and so on. But the shadow holds all the self-judgments of feeling wrong, bad, irresponsible, and reckless. An individual may say, I'm wearing a mask and therefore I am good. I'm a good, responsible citizen. He may also say, you're not wearing a mask, therefore you're a bad, irresponsible citizen. The judgments really have nothing to do with the wearing of a mask. It has to do with one's own fears and self-judgments projected onto others. And this comes from the shadow. You also notice this on a collective level. If there's a state, for example, that is uh, pro-mask wearing that says you have to wear a mask if you're out in public or you have to wear a mask if you enter a business or the employees have to wear a mask, you're getting these these judgments from the state, from the government, and we can really uh, align with those judgments. The one who judges himself as good and the other as bad likely harbors fear of being judged as bad, which likely comes from the core wound of shame and inadequacy. Deep down, I feel like I'm not a good person and I'm afraid others will see me this way and judge me for it. As long as I focus on you being bad, I don't have to look at my own core wounds of shame and inadequacy. I project my shame and inadequacy onto you and get others to agree with me that you are bad. Therefore, I can convince myself that I am good. It may appease my core shame while I'm doing it, but I have to keep finding fault with others to continue to avoid looking at my own feelings of shame and inadequacy. We make moral judgments on each other in order to validate our own feelings of morality. I'm not saying that we don't need to have morals or values. Those who are without morals can be very dangerous to society pedophiles, sociopaths, serial killers, and those who don't respect the rights of others are a danger to society. But those who make choices that don't hurt anyone else probably should not be judged for their choices. We all should have the right to believe what we believe, to go to the church that we choose, and live in the way that we choose to live as long as it's respectful to others and also respectful to nature and other beings. When we start throwing judgments around, we may want to look deeper into our self-judgments. Judging others for their political and religious beliefs come from a sense of political or religious superiority. This is an ego-based idea of oneself that he is in the right group. 
Being in the right group gives one a sense of belonging and superiority. Usually feelings of superiority compensate for deep feelings of inferiority. This is where the narcissistic ego comes from. The narcissistic ego touts itself as superior to others. Most of us will use superiority to compensate for feelings of inferiority. Feelings of inferiority are in the shadow. Many people are not aware that they harbor such feelings. They identify with certain people and groups in order to feel that they belong. If you look at a sports team, this is a good example. Each team needs to feel superior, and those who support the teams have a feeling of superiority about their own team. Sure, it's all in fun, but there's a lot of anger and rage at times, just as there is between political groups. Right now, there's a lot going on around the globe. In the U.S., there are riots and looting at the time that I'm recording this. That's starting to wind down a little bit, but it's causing the need for military action and enforced curfews. In the midst of a global pandemic, which includes the closing of businesses, lockdown, social distancing, and the revoking of our freedoms has brought us to this point. Now, you've, you've heard of the black man, George Floyd, who during an arrest by four police officers was murdered while people stood by filming the incident. One of the police officers put his full body weight into the man's neck, cutting off his air supply. And even though he tried to tell them, I can't breathe, the police continued to suffocate the man until he was dead. This caused a public outrage, which led to both peaceful and violent demonstrations and riots. It appears as if the world has gone mad. But if you look deeper into the situation, this is not just about the murder of George Floyd. It's about a nation in peril. When people's rights are taken away, they come out fighting. George Floyd didn't seem to have the right to oxygen, Many people lost their jobs and their rights to a livelihood. The economy was tanking. People lost their rights to live the life they were accustomed to living. Therefore, they were thrown out of their comfort zones. People were isolated. People lost loved ones who had to die alone in a hospital without a familiar face around them. The unemployment rates soared. People lost their homes. People were going hungry. The political environment was toxic. Meanwhile, more and more people were speaking out about the agendas of the global elite. The misinformation being spread by mainstream media, the fear of an enforced mandatory vaccine, and the rollout of 5G, which gravely threatens our health and possibly even our lives. There's talk of bioweapons being used against us and how COVID-19 may be a cover-up for a very sinister global takeover. Although many people stick to the mainstream narrative, which gives them a feeling of safety, many more know that something just isn't right, and that something is surfacing now all across the globe. 
Even if some are unaware of the demon emerging in the psyche, the shadow of mankind, they're still acting out. This is more than a virus. It's a sickness deep within the human psyche that is finally showing some pretty unmistakable symptoms. As far as I'm concerned, this is like World War III. It's not being fought with guns and bombs. It's being fought on levels we can't fully understand. And who is the enemy? Who's really behind this? Is it just a matter of the left hand not really knowing what the right hand's doing? Is it a war of complete unconsciousness? Well, on many levels, I believe that is true. I believe the moral fabric of humanity has hit its breaking point. The agendas run by the hunger for money and power are being exposed on a wide level. We're beginning to see that nobody out there really cares about our health and our safety. If we are to survive, we have to take back our collective power and make some pretty serious changes. I want to use 5G as an example. There are many peer-reviewed studies showing that 5G is extremely toxic, not only for human life, but for all life on the planet. And this is really serious. Many scientists and doctors have come forward saying, stop this. We can't roll out 5G without the understanding of the consequences to our health and safety. This isn't about faster download speeds. This is about the survival of the human species. We have to confront our hunger for bigger, better, faster. However, the FCC and telecommunications industry ignored all health and safety concerns and rolled out 5G anyway. Isn't it ironic how 5G is being rolled out at the same time COVID-19 is taking the world by storm? Isn't it ironic that one of the first smart cities with full 5G rollout was Wuhan, China? Now, what if we're all lab rats in some grand experiment and we have no clue? Now, 5G destroys our immune systems through high levels of microwave radiation. So we're destroying our immune systems during a global pandemic. YouTube is censoring all videos with a good amount of traffic where the words 5G and coronavirus or COVID-19 are used in the same video. For some reason, the mega money behind Google and YouTube don't want us seeing the connection between the two. Why? According to my research, YouTube says it has a responsibility to prevent the spread of conspiracy theories. But where is the conspiracy here? We have a virus and we have 5G, which according to over 200 scientists who have done in-depth studies, proposes a huge insult to our health and immunity. It also will affect our cognition, thereby dumbing us down. So wouldn't it make sense that even... If it's not 5G causing the symptoms associated with coronavirus, that it weakens our immune system to the point where the virus would have a much greater impact on us. I'm going to put a link to a documentary done about 5G, and I'd recommend everyone watch this. It's disturbing to know the truth about this technology, but we need to be informed because our ignorance is not helping matters. We need to know what we're dealing with here. 
We need to protect ourselves, our children, and each other. What lies within our shadow is coming to the surface now. The truth is beginning to surface. We can no longer close our eyes to what is really going on. There's a demonic, narcissistic force among us that is out of control. There's too much power in the hands of sociopaths. We need to take back our power. You will hear me say this many, many times because this is really the message of this podcast. As the shadow of humanity rises to the surface of our awareness and we begin to see the bigger picture, we can no longer remain in denial. Now, a lot of you have gone through this. If you've been involved in a narcissistic relationship or have a narcissistic family system, you know what it is to be in denial. You want to believe the best about that narcissistic person and you continue to close your eyes to the truth until such a time it hits you in the face so hard that you can't deny it any longer. And this is what is about to happen on a global level. If you're waiting around for things to get back to normal, let me tell you, it's not going to happen. We will not be able to go back to where we were in 2019. We can't unsee what we've seen. We can't unknow what we are discovering. We can't put the lid back on Pandora's box. Pandora's box was said to unleash the evils of the world upon humanity, but really, Once Pandora's box is open, the evils of humanity are simply revealed to us. We begin to see what we didn't see before. What lurks in the shadow of humanity is that which is hidden from our awareness. Once that which is hidden is exposed, it's no longer in the shadow. The more that emerges from the shadow, the more aware we become. We may not like what we see, but at least we are awake and aware, no longer sleeping and sedated. The great awakening that many are talking about is actually awakening from the illusions we've been living under and being made to see the truth. The truth will eventually set us free, but it's going to be pretty chaotic first. Some people are still sleeping. Some believe that if they just wear a mask and stay home, everything will be okay. Please don't let yourself be fooled by this belief. What we're really dealing with is much larger than a virus. The virus is not COVID-19. It's the sickness in the psyche of humanity, and a mask will not protect you from this. If you think about it, Doesn't the narcissist and the sociopaths of the world wear a mask? They're wolves wearing the mask of a sheep. They are destroyers pretending to care about your welfare. It's time for us to wake up, to open our eyes, and join forces for the survival of our species. Time's up. We've run out of time. We either shift or we get off the planet. It's time for us to have a quantum leap in consciousness. And it's time for us to use our collective consciousness to take back our power. 
So you might be wondering, what do I do personally to make a difference at a time like this? Well, it's my belief that we all need to continue to focus on our own healing process, healing our core wounds and healing the shadow. As we heal the contents of our own shadow, we contribute to the healing of the collective shadow. As within, so without. We never want to underestimate the power of our own inner work to transform the world. Because the world we're experiencing out there is often a reflection of what we're experiencing on the inside. So as we heal on the inside, we see a very different world emerging on the outside. In many ways, we need to focus on the world we wish to live in, the world we want to create, rather than the world we currently see outpictured in our reality, especially if the world we currently see is dark and chaotic. What can you do today? What action can you take right now that would bring about a shift in energy? How can you be more giving, more loving, in a way that brings about a more positive result in your life, even if that giving and loving is to your own inner child, into that precious innocence within you that gives you a sense of your own worthiness and lovability. Now look at the choices you make on a daily basis. Do your choices support the world you wish to create Or are you unconsciously supporting greedy, malevolent forces through the products you purchase and the companies you support? Do you do what's convenient and easy? Most people do. Making different choices may not be the easiest way to go. But it's most likely the necessary way to go. We have to be willing to really examine who and what we are supporting with our time, energy, and money. You will create more of what you support, so pay attention to this. Are you following your own path, your own true dreams and desires? Or are you following the status quo, the way things have been set up? For example, do you go into debt because credit is easily available to you, even if you would prefer to live a debt-free life? Do you buy the big house and the expensive car because it feeds your ego's need for bigger, better, rather than your soul's need for more freedom and less expense? Do you work a job that you don't like? Or are you pursuing your life's purpose, even if it isn't currently as lucrative as the higher paying job? Are you willing to live a simpler lifestyle in order to honor yourself and your own needs? Another important question to ask yourself is who's making your decisions for you? Is it your ego or is it your soul? Your ego will make choices that are more geared towards survival, prestige, power, appearances, and so on, 
where your soul will make choices based on what feels good, what feeds you, what nurtures you. Are you giving your power away to others, giving them the power to define you, to influence your decisions, and control you in some way? Or are you taking control of your own life and choices? The more you heal your core wounds and beliefs, and to begin to make choices that are in alignment with your true self, the healthier and happier you will be. You will then notice more health and happiness around you because you will migrate towards that paradigm. We tend to be pulled towards the vibration we are emitting. The more negative our energy is, the more negative our experiences will be. The more positive our energy, the more positive our experiences will be. This is why it's important to do our very best to remain positive in our lives regardless of what's going on around us. I'm not saying that you won't want to honor your feelings and be present with yourself when you're in pain. Honoring your pain is not a negative thing. Wallowing in it is negative, as it will bring your energy way down and hold you there. Feeling is healing, so giving yourself the space to feel your feelings is necessary to go to a higher vibration. So be real with what you feel. Try not to pretend to be somewhere you are not because you believe it's expected of you or that people won't accept the way you feel or will find fault with you. We want to strive for authenticity, to be ourselves at all cost. We've come here to be ourselves. There's nobody who can be you better than you. So be yourself. Be who you've come here to be. Learn to really listen to yourself, to really trust your intuition, and to explore the contents of your own shadow. And as you do this, just that thing that you're doing for yourself begins to heal the collective shadow because the more of us who are doing our shadow work and healing what is coming up within us, the more people are collectively healing the shadow of humanity. You know, we all make a difference. Not one of us is unimportant or accidental. We all matter. And each one of us can make a huge difference in the healing of the shadow of humanity. It is true, some people will never look that deeply. But those are not the ones we want to concern ourselves with. It's those that are willing to look deeply. It's those that are willing to heal heal because if we have enough people on that train going forward, we will all go together into a new reality, a reality that we co-create together. Thank you for listening today. 
And if you'd like more information on my work, you can visit my website, NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. I wish you a great week and we'll see you in the next podcast.